Hey everyone, welcome to Rewind the Love, a podcast about the best ever in reality television. Recapping shows like Charm School, Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, and all the great celebrity reality shows that you love. I am Mike. And I'm Sonia. And I'm... We're working on the volume, okay? <laughs> I hope I didn't just like scream that into people's headphones or car stereos. I, I hope not, but we're trying, y'all. We're trying. Uh... I'm doing my best. <laughs> Please bear with me today. As I'm battling something, I don't know if it's a cold that's starting. I may just be congested as usual because the amount of dust at work. I feel like this happens once a month. You straight up layer like, oh, I'm sick. Sorry. It's going to be annoying the way this sounds. I might say that to you off the air. I don't recall saying that while recording. I don't know. Well, maybe you should go back and listen to the podcast that we make. I listen to every episode and I don't recall ever saying, oh, I'm sick. Or maybe once, but we've done a lot of ep- episodes. Anyway, I'm gonna sit here um, and sip my tea while you were over there sipping your imaginary one like Kermit. Anyway, uh, how's everybody doing? Hope you're all like flourishing, thriving, living your best lives. Uh, we're we're fine. Uh, thanks for asking. Uh, no news in the VH1 CU to this share with you. Pretty much just jumping right into the episode for the first time in a long time, I feel like. What? Why? No. Because there's no news. I mean, I guess. There hasn't really been a lot of news, the though. Only th- as, Safari's yeah, lip chap. There you go. Buy lip chap, support Safari. I may buy one myself. Yeah. Uh, Depends but- how much shipping costs. Other than that, things are... Things are pretty chill. Uh, we've been watching Love is Blind. Um, I hate most of those people. See, that could be part of like our bullshit episode. What? Just Whatever like, one we shoot the shit reality. about like things in social media. That's probably one of them. I feel like people are talking about it. Yeah, no, people are talking about it. And I guess it's, it's technically relevant to this show because it's like a dating reality competition show well not really a competition <laughs> and all i see online is people just saying wow all these people are desperate or crazy they are yeah and sometimes desperate and crazy and cra- yes there's only one reasonable couple in the whole thing which is i guess one more than i would have expected given the circumstances for those who don't know it's a show on netflix that's basically like married at first sight meets love island meets temptation island apparently meets like 90 day fiance like it's basically just they beats the circle if you haven't watched that also on netflix you should that's a fun show i feel like if they made this show more like the circle i think i would like it better but anyway so it's couples they just get to talk to each other in pods they don't get to see each other and they just uh basically after like what is it 10 days i think is the max Ten days is the max where, yes, they ten go into the Ten days is the pods. max. They have to decide in ten days who they're going to be engaged to. And they walk out of the pods engaged. If anyone. Because there are yeah. some that obviously didn't continue. Yeah. So, it's really weird. Um, a lot of these people are, like, terrible. <laughs> just, like, really deeply annoying. Uh, it's just, yeah. It's I don't fun to watch, though. To I mean, I guess it's, like, a good hate watch, really. It's entertaining. I've enjoyed it so far. I mean, there's obviously, as you were saying, there's the characters. You, characters. It's not a the show the human like beings, that. yeah. There are people that you're just going to be like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Because they are obviously so desperate. They're like, F it, I'm going to take a chance. 
I mean, I said that if I was single, I think I'd give it a shot. I But now that I've seen it, I feel like I would go the married at first sight route rather than this. Something about this feels very, I don't know. I you actually I haven't watched a ton of Married at First Sight. Like somebody let us know if we if we're off base by thinking that it's it comes across like the love is blind people seem more desperate than the than the Married at First Sight folks do. But I guess because there's more to it. There's like I don't know. There's like psychologists and stuff involved in Married at First Sight. This is just like Do you guys did you guys have a nice conversation? Oh, we're going to that means we're going to get married? Reasonable, rational. But it's determined is love truly blind. Yeah, but like I mean, you go on dates and you have conversations with people and that's not enough to determine if you're going to marry them. Like at least a mar- like married at first sight, they're they're having conversations with professionals that would like lead them to genuine compatibility. This is just like we like the same sports team. Literally, there's a couple. It's like, we like the same sports teams. Let's get married. You're from Chicago. Me, too. Yeah, there's only one good couple. That's all I'm going to say. Well, so that. far. No. If any of the others get a little more camera time, I don't mind. Well, there's, I would say three of them. Okay, so there's obviously there's Cameron and Lauren who yes. are the best like genuinely seem to like each other. Like I'm waiting for that veneer to crack. And so far we're like five episodes in now. It's going to be when the family stuff comes in with the race aspect. I hope not. Something's going to happen with it. Obviously. I hope not. But, um, them Gigi and, and then Damien. Gigi and Damien are like very weird. Like they're a little so too I think they work for themselves. obsessed with each other in a way that makes me mm. very uncomfortable. And then please don't go up into the mic. Um, I think it was loud. Sorry. I forget the Kelly and, then and the Kenny? ones we never see that we like Kenny them. And Kelly. We, we don't. Kelly or Carrie? Who cares? They're they've gotten three minutes of camera the time, probably case. cumulative between five episodes. They just said that so awkward like we went into the ocean and now we're washing ourselves. Scene. And then the other couples are like delusional, like yeah. just out of their minds. Awful. Two of them in two different couples want to fuck each other, and like it, it's a mess. But it's entertaining, so. Like, like the reason we're here today. That wasn't necessarily intended to be a segue, but um, it works. I realized we never did the plugs at the beginning. Rate, re- rate, review, subscribe. Tell people who I was don't just suck. Say, five stars. Uh, well, what's the other thing? Oh, you can watch it on Hulu or YouTube. And I don't know. Do you have anything else to add? To Not really. Should we just get into this? I this think This is like so. a fine episode. I expected this to be way spicier than it ended up being. So we'll try to hopefully make Especially this a more spicy recap. About. Yeah. Like you would think that a episode that's predicated on arguments. For who's on the show? I mean, come on. Yeah. I don't know. It was like. Well, we'll talk about it, obviously. So that's that's why we're here. So I guess let's get into it. All right, so we're Charm School, Season 1, Episode 4, with an episode title that sounds like it was written by me in the fifth grade, Master <laughs> Debaters. I mean, and then they even make that joke at one point. I ugh. Is it Safari, I Safari think? does. It's well, 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 my famous line, I feel like I say 500 times an episode. We'll get to it. Although this went right into a commercial for me, and I would like to just say, it's nice to see Smash Mouth in a commercial. Yo, Smash Mouth in the, was it Progressive, right? Yes, with Flo. Yeah. Good for them. Hey now, by Progressive, they're not a sponsor. 
but we like Smash Mouth. They had a couple bangers. I don't give a shit what anyone says. I mean, that's a strong term. They had a couple hits. Might as bangers. Well be on the sun. That one's catchy. Yeah, but I wouldn't call that. I wouldn't classify that as like a bang. That's the closest I banger? think they got to like a banger. I don't know. Five years ago. Enough. Um, but- I actually am not a fan of All Star. I think that song kind of. I think it's fine. It was fun for the time when we yeah. were like kids and. That was like our old town road, I feel like. <laughs> that wow, that's actually a good comparison. Like, I feel but like old that, town was such a shit that, that was the shit that got the kids, like, hype, you know? That is true. I remember being at National Night Out at Petruska, sitting on the swings that they came on, and everyone, all the little kids would just go fucking crazy. <laughs> and it's like, all right, this is like the 20th time we heard it tonight, because they keep requesting it. Yeah. It's it's that... it's. Ugh. It's that kind of song from Mystery Men. Oh yeah. If anyone hasn't heard, it's a Ben Stiller and William H Macy movie, and Hank Azaria and Greg Kinnear. Yes, Greg Kinnear. I'm happy I pronounced it right for once. I know. Anyway, the episode starts with the ladies getting up in the morning and getting ready, as it always does. Shay does a talking head saying people are doing anything to win right now. And this is, I can't stress enough, this is episode four, that it's like anything to win at this point has just involved going to Monique and not taking responsibility for what they did wrong. That's the extent of what anything to win has entailed. Yeah. And if you I go guess, to well, her, you're going in, home. Right. Well, no. Well, eventually. Uh, uh, Shay boo. continues and goes, oh, Jen went home last night because Crystal was running off at the mouth. Now, I thought I was going to be done shitting on Jen, but here we are. It is not Crystal's fault that Jen went home. That's also what I said. Like, Jen went home because Jen sucked. Crystal also sucks, but like, Jen sucked worse. Like, I, don't, oh, I know, your girlfriend. Uh, and then, of course, Crystal in a talking head is like, oh, even though I talked to Monique last night and Becky stayed and like, although I'm glad she stayed, like, oh, I don't know how this is going to affect our relationship in the house. Spoiler alert. It's going to be that she tries to sabotage you at every yeah. juncture. How it's going to go in the house should be crystal clear. Do-do. Why? Why does it have to be like this? Why? Why? It's a pun. I, it's fun. I'm fully aware of what it is. <laughs> Doesn't make it right or okay. Don't. You knew. The Don't. best part is you knew what I was going to go into. Because I, I spend all this time with you. Like, I'm subjected to this constantly. I'm going to make puns anyway. That part I set myself up for. So I will take responsibility for that. <laughs> Uh, Becky is complaining to Safari. Uh, no, at this point, she's not complaining to Safari. Mm. They're just talking about like, oh, about you know being one of the fi- the bottom three. And Becky's like, everything Crystal said to Monique was a lie. All she said about you, all Crystal went in there and said. I can't believe that I'm defending Crystal this much. Mm-hmm. Like, but everything Crystal said, all Crystal said was, I didn't make the dress. Becky did. Becky and Jen did, exactly. which is not a lie. It is accurate. If anything, it's the only thing that's not. Well, I guess it's not really that accurate because she was more involved in the dressmaking than Jen was. Jen didn't do anything. She said, but that is why Jen went home. Yeah, no, Jen sucks. Smoked cigarettes or something. 
Yeah. No, she sucks. So Monique. You're a bum. Monique calls over the loudspeaker that they're going on a field trip to another school and to please board the bus waiting outside. Woo. So they take their little bus and they go to Cal State Fullerton where Monique and Keith are like waiting for them on, I guess, the quad. I like had to think about what it was called for a while. This would be like a dream in college, though. Like if you don't know this is going to happen. And you're just like chilling, walking like, hey, I'm going to go to the cafeteria. I'm on my way to class. And you look over. There's fucking VH1 cameras. Well, that was nuts. It would have been. Well, like it was the equivalent to your second semester freshman year that they recorded this probably. The beginning of 2007. Oh, seven. Sophomore year for me. The beginning of 2007. Oh, yeah. January. You're right. January, February. Yeah. yeah. Because I graduated high school in 2007. So I understand how time works. Jesus. So they are told that lesson five of their ten commandments or whatever is thou shalt spit mad game with style. Thunderclap. Gregorian monk chant. Blah, blah, blah. So Crystal in her talking head is like, um, you probably shouldn't have commandments with the word spit in it while pumpkin's still here. So Monique says to the ladies that in the past they've had some ugly arguments with each other. And we get some flashbacks, of course, uh, of everything from Shay almost killing Heather to uh, what's her name? Crystal lifting her dress up to try to prove something to Shatar. Shatar, I'll never understand. That's what she's saying. Yeah. And big uh, boobs. What? Chow. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> today, at first I thought you were just saying what to me. And no, I, that's how I it didn't goes. realize how like perfectly that blended with it. I know. It even confused me. Sometimes I'm talented. Uh, so she uh, said they've had some arguments in the past, but today we're going to fix that. They're going to learn the art of effective communication. So they're going to be learning from the Cal State Fullerton debate team. I googled them. I, I didn't see anything especially remarkable about how they did. Just a nearby college, probably. Yeah, no, I know. But I just, they made it sound like it was like they were some prestigious team that they, I don't know. I don't know. I thought I was expecting more, but I didn't really find anything. No shade. It's just, by the way, I was thinking about it as I was typing this up. Did I ever tell you that I did debate in high school? No. I went once and I won one match and lost the other. I forgot if it was a fir- when I was doing my affirmative or my negative. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I just kind of volunteered and helped out because I would do anything to get out of class and make my day more interesting. So I was the one always are like, oh, yeah, I'll volunteer. I'll help coordinate stuff. And then and just to get out of what the next class get out of class in general. Oh, my God. Senior mania day. I didn't go to a single fucking class, even though I should have like some people went to other classes. I didn't fucking go to anything. And uh, it was that and meeting boys. But then it turns out most of them were from like turns out that like debate guys are dirty and like not like a hot nerdy, like a like a whack nerdy. Jeez. I don't know. I could have been some tech disruptors wife, but here I am making a podcast for you people. <laughs> That's still somehow a little dig at me, I guess. It's not. I mean, what? You were a football player. I guess that's that's the goal, right? Well, at the time, you're like, oh, here I could have been with like some tech whatever. Yeah, but they were all fucking dorks. Like, even... Well, I thought you meant, like, now. 
Yeah, I know. I could have married one of the dorks. That was what I was saying. Anyway, Dara's excited because it's one thing to talk about fashion and fingernails all day long, but debating it is a different story. I don't know what the hell she's ever trying to say. She does not make sense a lot of the time. So they're going to be split up into teams and Keith is going to be Monique's eyes. Uh, She tells them that they're running late. So get to the classroom. It's like, isn't that kind of your fault? Anyway. So they head into some classroom and they're coming in mid debate in a very 2000s fashion. uh, They're debating the legality of guantanamo bay yeah that was kind of surprising uh it is a very ethnically diverse group of debaters as well i don't know a ton about cal state fullerton it looked diverse to me so that's pretty cool it's california yeah but like some parts of california i would say more so than others and especially for college i don't know and for the debate team i don't know it's nice to see representation Becky says in a talking head, uh, we walked in and people were already debating each other and it was very intense. She like developed a lisp out of literally nowhere. She always has a lisp. Does she? Yeah, it comes and goes, but she's always had one. So we get a, we get introduced to a very goofy looking professor with like a bowl cut. Very much like. Yo. He was so, he had his like khakis on and his dark Hawaiian shirt. You know who he looks exactly like though? Who? I said he looks like Rob Riggle's stoner brother. You know Rob Uh, Riggle? Yeah, no, I do. Yo, if you put a freeze frame or even if you were to look it up right now and just look at his face, he looks exactly like Rob Riggle. He doesn't. As like a chubbier like stoner version. Anyway, this is Dr. John Brushke. His name should be Dr. John Riggle. He still works at Cal State Fullerton, still works with the debate team. He was named a CIOS leading scholar in debate and the study of communication in law in the law wow. in 2010. I know. Very, very prestigious. Uh, according to his profile on his website, his research area is pretrial publicity and his teaching area is argumentation, research methods, writing, intercultural communication and sexual communication. Dude knows his shit. I want to know what sexual communication is. Hey, I'm attracted to you. I guess. Let's get naked. Wait, we need him on Love is Blind. Come on. Yes. Oh, God. Dr. Brushke, come through. Netflix, throw him a check. So he's going to briefly introduce them to the concept of debate and the debate team. So he tells them that the way to win a debate is that there's a topic and there's a side arguing for the affirmative, uh, proving to the judges that the topic is true, and the negative proves that the topic is not true, and whoever does the best job proving their point wins the debate. <laughs> Pretty self-explanatory if you're an adult human. <laughs> so, Safari says, as we get Safari going, like, oh, the teacher, he thought he was a masturbator. I mean, master debater, or whatever that is. Anyway, he thought he was a master at it. You know that they fed her. Like, they were just trying to get somebody to say masturbator. And say she line, just happened to get the yeah, best delivery. So, we could have gone without that. Uh, he lets them know the rules of debate are no swearing, no screaming, don't talk during someone else's speech. They have to stay on time. If the time is up, they can only finish the sentence that they're saying, and then they have to stop from there. And he 
this I thought was nice. And the last rule was like, never give up. No matter how bad it goes, you could always do something in your next speech. Exactly. You could win I it there. I thought that was a nice like way to round it out. The next speech could win it. So Safari <laughs> says that these are the stupidest rules she's ever heard in her life and tells us in her mind how an argument is yeah, supposed to go. She's pretty much like a WWE no DQ, no holds bar kind of match. I don't know what that means. I know. So Low blows. So she says you cut him down low, you hit him from the bottom of the waist. Yeah, it means anything goes. And cut them off whenever they talk and make sure they don't talk back. Dr. John yuck tells them yuck. Dr. John tells them <laughs> that they're going to be two teams. Team A is going to be made up of Shatar, Brooke, Courtney, Larissa, and Laylene. Larissa complains in a talking head about having sorry ass Laylene on her team, which finally I did some Googling on her. I forgot. Laylene? Oh, I know why. I did some Googling. I ended up Googling Laylene because, okay, so then Team B is Becky, Dara, Sapphira, as he calls her, Shahira, which is supposed to be Shay, and Crystal. So I was like, wow, way to like totally fuck that up, old white dude. Like her name is Shay. But then I was like, oh, maybe it is Shahira and it's like short yeah, Shay is short, short for, for that yeah. i could not find anything about that in any research so my guess is that her i mean we know somebody who's just Shay. i mean but he's also reading off paper that they probably i know but he could have he could have confused the two names yeah that's true you know ethnic names are tend to be difficult for people like him so whatever but anyway, so while I was Googling that it's not, her name isn't actually Shahira, which it very well could be. I just didn't find any evidence to support it. Yes. Uh, Laylene's name came up. So I was like, oh, let me just Google her. And Laylene, at the time that this was being filmed, was my age. Like, she was turning 31 later that year. Really? Yes. I mean, it kind of made sense, but I was also kind of like... Oh, no. When you watch, doesn't she look a little older? I would say she looks about 31. Yeah. I would say she looks about 30, 31. And I think also in comparison to the fact that a lot of these women are in their mid-20s makes it, like, a little bit harder to wrap your brain around. And it is true, kind of, as time goes on, it seems like people look younger at ages. Like, nowadays. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like what like, we imagine. Put me on TV. They're gonna be like, "Oh, like, he's thirty-one," and then like you put something on TV from like ten years ago, and someone who's thirty-one, you'd look at me and be like, "Oh man, he looks like so much younger." Right. Way to like. I actually, well, I do get a lot. Up. A lot of people. Well, no, that's not what I mean. Like, yeah, me and my like good Irish skin. Like, no, not like that. A lot of people I meet what? though that always they think that I'm like twenty-five. Are those people typically at work? Yeah. Because I've learned something that like if when I, I worked at a restaurant when it. I worked at a restaurant, people would say that to me all the time and I started to get to a point where I was like, Are you saying that because I actually look young or because that you would think that a person of my age would have a better job? Terrible. But I see what you're saying with it. That was I worked with all like girls who were home from college while I was unemployed yeah. as a hostess at a restaurant. They were like, Oh my god, and we thought you were like twenty four and I'm like yeah, I know. I just turned 30 and I should probably have a more solid job yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Not to shit on restaurant people at all. You, you're you doing the Lord's work. And retail people. 
We are we are you. Just you know. Do the work. So Hashtag. anyway, oh, the only thing worth noting about Team B is that Shay is like, oh, I'm gonna be up against my homegirl mm-hmm. Larissa, but you know that might be tough, but I'm not gonna hold back on her, and she doesn't. So no, Shay the went through with like the MVP performance on this one. I thought. Well, we'll get. Why, yeah, why we're gonna are we get going there. there? So we the teams break up to opposite sides of the room to start practicing. So we spend some time with Team A. The coach tells them that they're going to be focusing on, um, like, uh, the thing they're going to be focusing on is that all arguments have two parts, the claims and the support for your evidence. So Laylene, who really outdid herself in the fucking snuffleupagus aspect of this just really just like the saddest person on the planet and just reinforcing that with every scene that she's in tells us that she dropped out of school at 10th or 11th grade she's not she does not even she's remember not sure what year she left yeah that's never a good sign uh, uh saying that she was really nervous and that she wasn't really grasping the whole concept as she's demonstrated throughout this um Really learning is not her strong suit. And I don't say that as shade, but like hearing that she dropped out of school and that she has some trouble. It's it every week I feel like is proving more and more that she probably has some kind of learning disability, executive dysfunction type of thing Mm -hmm. that makes it hard for her to or at the very least very serious anxiety or some combination of all of these things that make it difficult for her in learning environments and that she gets really self-conscious about it. And I just, I don't know, I just feel really sad for her. And I wouldn't doubt that it was probably, like, learning is probably, a, I'm, I'm projecting so much onto her. But it's, like, learning is probably a sensitive subject for her, probably because she struggled with certain things and nobody really in her life probably had the patience to teach her well. So she mm. probably just felt like she was stupid. And then... I mean, not that, I mean, everybody's treating her like she's stupid, so it sucks, and I hate, you hate to see it, literally, not sarcastically. So she just, I don't know, it just came across to me like she probably struggled in school, and that's why she dropped out, and and she hasn't really gotten any better from there. So the coach tells them that the one way they can make the claim is by reading the author quotes, and then they do this dragged out time lapse of all the stuff he's telling them. And Laylene's like, oh, I wasn't really grasping negatives and positives and affirmatives and the topics. And so she vocalizes to the group at large that she's not really understanding. And Courtney is kind of frustrated with her and being like, what do you mean? Like, what is it that you're not understanding? And she's like, I don't know, like a lot of the vocabulary and stuff. It seems like the anxiety gets to her, which really holds back any possibility of absorbing the information. Yeah, probably because she's, like, it's probably a a triggering thing for her. Like, not to be, like, a little triggered. Like, no, like, it's genuinely, no, she gets yeah. genuinely triggered by being in, like, learning environments and feeling like she's falling behind everybody else. Yeah. Like, that's how it looked to me, at least. Let us know if you agree. Uh mm-hmm. <laughs> So she then asked the coaches, like, oh, like, is what we're studying right now, like, the thing we're going to be debating on? Because, like, I really don't understand it. I'm, like, getting really overwhelmed and whatever. And Larissa, 
who, you know, I started to feel bad for her a little bit more this episode, but in a different kind of way, but we can get to it in a little bit. Larissa in a talking head is like, oh, Lainley needs a lot of attention. She's stupid and I'm tired of her. And I'm like, that's so fucking mean. You know, I can understand She's that immature. it's frustrating. I understand that it's got to be frustrating that you want to move ahead in what you're talking about and somebody just keeps getting stuck on what you find to be very simple. But like, I don't know. Larissa, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about her. So... The coach asks if Laylene if what he just said to her like made sense and she just like is looking around with deer in headlights face and the editors put in this weird like creaking sound when she's like looking around and turning her head. I don't know what they were trying to accomplish with that. But it just was mean. I feel bad for Laylene. So then we see team B, they're on the other side of the room and they're already on to like practicing. Uh the coach is telling Crystal you know, just for practice sake, that she's going to be the affirmative on the first topic and Shay will be the negative. The topic is that Larissa has an anger management problem. Now, Shay, during her, like, her, she doesn't do as good of a job in this, but then you're right, she turns it out during the... During the debate. During the debate. But this, I feel like she's terrible because, I mean, obviously it's a little bit tough because objectively Larissa does have an anger management problem. So it's definitely a challenge to try to say otherwise. But Crystal goes, you know, oh, she's complaining about how, no, Crystal says in a talking head that like, oh, my team doesn't like me. So, you know, this is going to make this hard. So then Crystal's like, so Larissa has an anger ma- management problem. Um, I think everybody in the house has seen her blow up. And we get a flashback to last week where she was screaming at them about like, oh, if you're going to be a judge, then I'm going to be a judge too. So Shay's like, I think that Larissa does not have an anger management problem. She came into the house this way. And this is just the way that she was raised. What? It's a horrible argument. What the fuck? Like, what does that even mean? You're making her point. Yes. And so this was like a very interesting sentence that I want to unpack for several reasons. She goes, uh, Larissa, I mean, Shay continues and goes, she obviously has issues with her parents that you don't know about. So first of all, does she not know about them or are they obvious? What is it? But then saying that she has issues with her parents and that's why she's so like this certainly explained a lot. I mean, part of my brain wanted to ascribe it to just typical because at 22, you're basically still a teenager. So it's like that typical, you know, I'm an adult. I can do what I want type of thing. Hopefully we get to the bottom of this a little bit more during the course of the show. I really don't remember. Yeah, I have no idea. Honestly, this episode is the one the most so far that made me be like, instead of having somebody like Keith there to like judge them and be shitty to them, they should have brought in a therapist, like a life coach. It's not a bad idea. I think they did that on Celebrity Fit Club, right? I have no idea. I never watched it. No. (gasps) Oh, I loved Celebrity Fit Club. It was like The Biggest Loser, but way more reasonable. What do you mean reasonable? Well, one, they were they were at least famous people who could maintain a lifestyle of, you know, healthy eating and, you know, fully stocked kitchens and personal trainers and stuff. Because oh, yeah. that's why they say that the people on The Biggest Loser fail. 
But also, you know, I think the coaches were nicer. I forgot who hosted that show. But they got a lot of really good celebrities on it over the years. Like who? Warren G was one of them, I remember. Uh, was Ricky Lake on? I'm going to look it up. Wow, there were seven seasons of this show. Jeez. Ralphie May, R.I.P. I don't know who this guy is. Kim Coles, I love. Wendy Kaufman, the Snapple Lady. If you're under like 25, you probably have no fucking idea who we're talking about. I almost forgot, but now I know who you're talking right? about. Right? Daniel Baldwin. I forgot if he's the Trump one. One of them is, which has got to be really weird. Uh, Mia Tyler, like Steven Tyler's daughter, Liv Tyler's sister. Yes. Bismarcky and Judge Maybelline from Divorce Court. <laughs> I don't really remember. Season two is Jack A. Uh, Janie Lane, the lead singer of Warrant. Okay. Phil Margera. Okay. Gary Busey. <laughs> Takara, that's right, Takara was on this show. Takara, Willie Ames, Victoria Jackson, oh, from, I think she's a Trump person now, too, uh, from SNL, the blonde. Which one? Wait. She, she had that stupid voice like this. She was, like, on with Chris Farley and Adam Sandler and them, like, that era. There's a heavy chick from then? She was, I think, thinner then, but she gained a lot of weight. That was, like, the case with a lot of these people. And Wendy, uh, and then Wendy Kaufman, the Snapple lady, again. <laughs> then season three, Kelly LeBrock. Former model. Model. Countess Vaughn. Loved her. Bizarre from D12. Did he die? He died, right? I have no idea. Anyway, uh, Gunnar if Nelson. If so, R.I.P. Sorry, if sorry to this man, uh, Gunnar Nelson and Jeff Conway, R.I.P. Also, Who's for sure, R.I.P. Where's Jeff Conway? Jeff Conway was in Taxi and and he was Kanicki in Greece. Oh, damn! And then Chaz Bono, Tempest Bledsoe, Young MC, and Bruce Valanche. Then Bone Crusher, Carney. I, I mean, nobody really cared. Like <laughs> we could continue Honest, the episode now. No, honestly, because this this is giving me like it's giving me like major nostalgia, and we may need to cover this on bonus episodes. Bone Crusher, Carney Wilson, Nicholas Turturro, and Erica Alaniac. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you know, she's uh she was like an '80s chick too. She was in uh. She was, oh, well, you've never seen the original Under Siege. I don't even think I've ever heard of that movie. Steven Seagal, Tommy Lee Jones. Why would I know a Steven Seagal movie? Honestly. Like, I'm asking you honestly. Anyway, Teeny Others, Vincent Pastore, Big Pussy. Oh, uh, okay. Angie Stone and Ted Lang, Ross Matthews, Maureen McCormick, Dustin Diamond, Tiffany, Warren G, The Brat, uh... Cletus T. Judd. I don't I don't know. I don't know her. And Kimberly Locke from American Idol. Behind it was Ruben was she Clay the country singer? Kimberly. No, she was mixed. Oh. 
Then Brian Dunkelman, speaking of American Idol, Teeny Others again, Dustin Diamond again, some more, Takara again, Willie Ames, Aaron Moran, and AJ Benza. And the final season was Casey Stroh from High School Musical, Kevin Federline, Tanisha from Bad Girls Club, the most important season. Honestly, the most, actually, she comes into that category. She's a tier below New York, but certainly one of the most iconic people to build a career somewhat out is of reality the, TV. I don't get no sleep because of you I was going to say, she's the pants-smashing person? Yes. Seba- don't get no sleep because of me. Uh, Sebastian Bach, Jay McCarroll from Project Runway, Nicole Eggert, Bobby Brown, and Char Jackson. Char Jackson and, T- and Kevin Federline were on to I forgot about that at the same time. What a mess. I'm sorry, everybody. It just was a really fun trip down memory lane. So, why did we even bring that up in the first place? I have no fucking idea. Something about, I think, Keith not being the judge? Oh, yeah, that they had a, that I, I, and I love that I didn't even confirm that they probably had a, they probably had a therapist on there, too. Like a life coach person. So... Oh, Crystal. So anyway, oh, no, 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 not even because like that was the whole thing about, oh, she's got issues with her parents, blah, blah, blah. You don't understand. And then Crystal, apropos of nothing, goes, well, I also think that I have an anger management problem. Like Shay and Crystal were having this debate and Crystal turned it around and made it about herself. So she's like, I think I also have an anger management problem. And that's why it's easy for me to identify that she has one. And Shay's like... But you also have other problems, so why are you getting so down on her? I feel like as much as Shay, we've been hyping Shay up. Like, I don't think we're so, you're supposed to resort to personal attacks. Yes, that's true. So, I mean, ladies, ladies, you're both terrible. So then they do a quick practice to, they don't even really do it. And they're like, uh, topic two, Laylene is a crybaby. And then just they get a bunch of flashbacks of Laylene crying. As, yeah, the- and Safari just mumbles. Hell yeah, she is. And they all just start laughing. Yeah. All right. Let, then Keith even just comes over. He's like, like all right, let's oh, wrap that's it up. That's so true. All right, guys, let's continue. Yeah. So in one hour, they'll be facing off in a tournament debate in front of a live audience. So the topic is all the people on Courtney's team, Team A, uh, should be expelled from charm school. Obviously, Team A is the negative and Team B is the affirmative of trying to prove that point. So while he also points out that while there are five people on each team, each team is technically only competing with four members. So one team member from each team has to be benched regardless of which team wins. Basically, if you're on a team and you're the benched person, even if your team wins, you're still potentially up for elimination. Mm -hmm. So... Then obviously it devolves into a mess similar to the team selecting last week about who's going to get benched and it just turns into several minutes of silliness. So with Team A, Shatara is like, oh, so like maybe Brooke should be benched. And Brooke literally turns to her and goes like, what the fuck are you like? Is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, why would you bench me? Which is like fair. <laughs> I don't know. I would trust Brooke. I wouldn't trust Brooke to do very much, but like, well, I feel as like. As we know, she's a substitute teacher and a cheerleading coach. Well, that's. She brings that up. <laughs> well, we'll get. Wait a 
way to spoil some of the delivery of what I was going to say next because Shatar like so anyway so Brooke's pissed off and Brooke's like oh well I thought you'd want to and Brooke is in her talking head like um I'm actually very used to talking in front of people because I'm a cheerleading coach I mean no because I'm a sub because I was a substitute teacher see look what you made me do <laughs> look what you made me do not everything needs to turn into a song no but what I'm t- I had to throw in the cheerleading you coach because I remember that before yeah so they obviously make the smart decision and choose Laylene because there is no way she was going to be good at this. Exactly. Like there was no possible way. Everybody's got their strengths and for a variety of reasons, this is not Laylene's. Yeah. She's always anxious. She has no idea what's going on. Right. And she folds under pressure. So this is like doesn't get more pressure than this. I'd almost like to see how she would debate now. I mean, I, I can't imagine it would have gone well. So Laylene actually, out of character a little bit, kind of starts to push back. And <laughs> Shatar, I I loved her for this, goes, I mean, you wouldn't have asked me to be the model last week. And she goes, and I was like, oh, wow, that's like pretty self-aware for her. <laughs> and then she follows it up with, I mean, I could work it. I just don't have the training. <laughs> So Laylene finally agrees, but because she's, like, such a good sport, she's like, I'm still going to help you guys prepare and get ready. So then on to Team B, Becky's like, oh, you should do this, you should do that, Shay should close, and blah, 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 and Crystal should be on the bench. And Crystal's like, yeah, but if I'm on the bench, I'm out. And everybody's just kind of looking around like, duh like that's that's Your the point. goal <laughs> like that's what we're trying to accomplish here so becky asks safari if so becky asks safari like ugh. becky's going around the table kind of and being like you know how do you feel about this and safari for safari is actually being kind of cagey about this like she at one point she's even like oh maybe we should flip a coin and becky's like well no like, I'm not doing that. And Crystal says she wants an opportunity to debate about the debates. Uh, she's trying to say she basically makes the argument that if she's willing to argue with the judges, then she's obviously down to argue in a debate. So that's why she should stay. Becky then turns to Shay and like, this was weird too. Kate, Shay was also kind of cagey. About being like, and she's kind of like, well, if you already have your answer, then like, what do you need me for? Basically, none of them wanted to be the ones to say like, oh, yeah, we want Crystal exactly out, which is kind of chicken shit for a lot of them who try to act so tough so much of the time. Crystal is complaining in a talking head and she's like, oh, I didn't get voted off because somebody's a better debater than I am. I got voted off because it's a popularity contest. And she just gets up and storms out of the room. Mm-hmm. I did notice as they were packing up all their stuff, someone yells, yeah, boy. Did someone really yeah, do that? Yeah, and oh I was like, God. whoever you are, I stop it. Like That's funny. It's not. I forgot that Flavor Flav existed, and my life has been better yeah because boy of it. to them, too. So <laughs> as they're all leaving to go to the other venue where they're doing the actual debate shay's like trying to cozy up to crystal and i don't blame crystal for being kind of like no like fuck you like don't touch me me yeah because you didn't have my back exactly 
I mean, obviously, she was being like a little bit saltier about it than necessary. If but it was I Becky, don't blame her. If it was Becky, then like I don't know. I feel like most people, yeah, it would just be like, all right, fuck you too, blah blah blah. But no, this is a situation. It's I'd be mad at the whole team. Yeah, they all. I'd be like, I think I could be over. like, if anyone, in my opinion, if anyone should have sat out, it should have been fucking Safiri. Yeah. Anytime there's conflict, it's like she says. She screams over people. She throws punches or whatever it was with the whole flower incident. Yeah. And the bed. It's like, yo, like, she should be the one sitting out. Because, I mean, it goes to fucking show. It. We'll get into it. It goes to show with her during the fucking debate, though. Yeah. So all the ladies head over to this setup. And, like, I re- originally I was like, oh, a lecture hall. And then I'm like, mm, it's a small lecture hall. And then I'm like, it's not. They're on folding metal chairs. Like, the audience is in folding metal chairs. Yeah, it looks, so. like, it looks like a hotel conference room. Not even. Like, a small one. Like, a meeting room. You know? Mm. Safari says in her talking head that Crystal's... Because, you know, like, obviously the teams are setting themselves up. And, like, Crystal and Laylene are sitting in the front row of the audience. And she is kind of, like, glaring at them. But Safari's like, oh, Crystal's giving us all these evil looks. Saying all her negative energy over here. I can just hear her praying and then she like they do this weird like voice edit i guess that's like the the exorcist that's like don't let them win (laughs) so laylene is in her talking head and she's actually being very funny like on the side being like pulling up her mouth like you know it's like toddlers and tiaras you know like telling them to smile and she's like i figured i would still play a significant role and it's always good to be a supportive team member she's so it was a nice, wholesome moment. It was. I promise I'm not shitting on her, but I'm like, you were so sad. So the deans and Dr. Props John. Props for trying. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, that is not me shit shitting on her. her. I do feel just sad for her all the time. The, so it's two ta- it's two podiums set up and then two a table on each side of the two podiums. Mm-hmm. And then off to the side, there's like the judge, the, the deans and Dr. John. Oh, they're called the deans in this part? Well, I mean, they're called the deans always. Oh. I mean, technically, they don't make the decision. Spoiler alert. Mm. They don't make the final decision. So, Monique says that she was not surprised to see Laylene and Crystal benched. Uh, You know, for obvious reasons, Laylene is weak. Crystal talks constantly, but nothing of substance. So, Crystal ends up having a conversation with Mickey and keith kind of off to the side and mickey's like giving her all this advice about like you know like let go of all your anger it's not going to do anything for you you know it's just weighing you down and her team crystal's team is observing this and being like oh of course she's off talking to the judges again and like so crystal says to mickey you know like oh do you think i should have like demanded that i'd be put on the team and mickey's like i think if you brought would have brought them claim and support you'd have been sitting at that table which i don't agree with only because they were all kind of out to get her no matter what happens she wouldn't have been in it so yeah like i think i don't care what you guys say i'm in i'm in and just continuously trying to be a part of it and then once it got right to the time of the debate it'd be like all right you're out yeah, I think, or like, I don't think that Becky would have let her go through. 
No. Becky was on a mission to get her eliminated, and that was the easiest way to do it. Simple as that. Exactly. Uh, also, like, but then again, it also does not work in Crystal's favor at the same time because it the whole point of this was supposed to be making claims and, you know, like, standing up for yourself and trying to make a point, and she obviously didn't do it, so. Surprise. So Crystal's like, I really don't give a shit if they have a problem with me talking about Mickey, talking with Mickey. You know, it's not in my nature to care about what people think. And it's like lie detectors determined that is a lie. Like you've done you've gone above and beyond to prove that you are concerned about what people think of you. Hmm. So now we get into the actual debate. So opening statements, it's Becky versus Brooke. Dara does a quick talking head where she's like, I don't want to see no Buck Wild today. If we see Becky Johnston, I know we'll win this. <laughs> Becky says uh, she her team feels the charm school is about personal development. And I came on the show to prove to the world that I'm more than just the white black girl. OK. And I, I don't think anybody on there on that team has sat down and actually thought about like what the judges had to say to them. They're more concerned about their beauty, their hair, their scheming, their plots, their friendship than like the actual point. And I have to say, as much as you were like, oh, Shay killed it. To me, Becky did the best. I guess I could see that. Becky it just did the best. Memorable to me, I guess. I just well, I love this part where she tells us in a talking head. She's like, I've been to court a bunch of times, which we know that she had some run ins with the law. But she says that she sued her old landlord and then beat him in court. Then he came back and brought a lawyer and she, I guess, representing herself, won the case against even when the guy had a lawyer. So Becky Johnston Esquire. I mean, somebody get that girl a law degree. She's low key killing it. Brooke gives her little speech and says, uh, what is sending us home do for us? That's just running away from the problem. It doesn't solve anything. We're progressively getting better. I mean, I've learned that spitting on New York was not necessarily the best thing to do. Thanks, Charm School, for that. Uh, all of these issues are only proof of how desperately all of us need to be here in Charm School. And, th- and she refers back to that tip where it's like, you know, use a quote. So she goes, the director of our school, Monique, once said, if you think you are perfect, get your bags and leave. Actually, I take it back. Brooke might have done the best. It well, they refer is. to her later on. So not bad. They both did well. I think this was pretty. It was pretty strong tie between the yeah. two of them. So that we do the first cross examination. Uh, we tell they tell us that we have bleh, that they have five minutes to ask questions to each other, and it is unsurprisingly Shay versus Larissa. Larissa in her talking head is like, "Oh yeah, like it's my girl, and you know I just gotta keep my attitude in check, and that's all I need to do to succeed." So Larissa's like, "If charm school is all about leadership, then why didn't you guys give any examples of things that you're weak at?" Because they're the affirmative, silly. Yeah. The whole fucking point. And Shay's like, well, we are here to learn. And I'm not saying anybody on this team is perfect, but like, you know, we're willing to learn. And Shay like goes off and she's like, you know, let's talk about your team. Like Shatar is stealing and you can't even hold a simple conversation. And she like turns to the audience without talking like a baby. (laughs) 
And like it was like they ed- like they edited in the audience going like ooh, yeah. but like it you do kind of have that reaction at home because that is like her good friend. I mean, I don't think they're friends really anymore, but I don't I don't know what the deal is with that. Bubba but, was my best good friend. So, and Larissa, I love when she does this. She did this to New York a lot too. Is that she would smile in a way that just was like, "Bitch, I'm gonna fucking." kill you she has that like i'm going to kill you i'm just smiling right now because i'm fantasizing about the ways that i'm gonna kill you and larissa now because she got fucking called out is like over enunciating to try to sound like an adult and goes actually i can (laughs) and she's like in a talking head she's like i know larissa and if she can't like show that she's pissed off she just like shuts down and gets completely tongue tied. Lo and behold, the next like fifteen seconds. Oh my god! I wrote this down verbatim. I had to. A lot of these, while it seems like I'm reading a lot, like I was kind of paraphrasing and shortening and whatever and cutting out some unnecessary stuff. I need to read this verbatim because it reminds me, and we reference it so much on this show, like more than I think is necessary for us to bring it up, where it's like. Did you ever have a dream that you could and and you didn't and then maybe it could and then it was like really happening or whatever that little kid video is like that's exactly what reminded me of what Larissa says next. You know what I'm talking about? I know. The exactly you know, it's an yeah. audio medium and the people can't yes. see you. So you got to do more than nod. Just a heads up. Just a pro tip. No, no, I don't know. We've been doing this for like a year. So I'm allowing like, you to continue saying what you're saying. And I was like, yes, I do know what you're talking about with the kid. Okay. So I'm going to read verbatim what Larissa says. The judges, you said the judges, we don't listen to the judges. Well, I think that if we didn't listen to the judges, we did listen to the judges. And the whole point is that when, then we get a quick shatar eye blank with the bicycle bell. If there's, if... The judges need to teach us something. There's no point in being in charm school if we know everything. What? <laughs> should Monique you, says. You should just play the clip there. I'm. No, it's. Oh, I guess it's not like the. It's not that iconic. No. I did have a weird icon. I do have a weird iconic line of the week coming up that doesn't really make sense, and it's it's only really funny when you hear it. I don't know. I just think as it's opposed funny. to us repeating it. Yeah, like us repeating it wouldn't do it justice, but like it's it's it, I just love it so much. But Monique says in a talking head very quickly, Shay, you know, was really on her game, and Larissa had not a clue which way to go. She was done. Up next, we get uh, the second cross-examination, uh, Safari versus Shatar. Safari goes, uh, first question, and I guess I would have to direct this to Brooke, is like, why did you feel that shaking your breasts was an appropriate action? So it's a flashback to when Shatar stole Heather and Brooke's stuff, and Brooke like was trying to call her fat, and then shatar implied that she was anorexic and then brooke decided to respond to that by lifting up her dress and like thrusting on her Mm -hmm. i'm still unclear about what she was trying to prove so and so shatar starts out by going i was actually would have liked to see her be up against somebody else and see how she would have done yes 
but Shatara's like, I would like to point out that the instruction was to direct the questions to me, but, you know, I can say that. And, sh- and Safari cuts her right the fuck off. And she's like, oh, but you were the person it was done to. Like, did she or did she not take her bra and top off and, like, put her, she, like, put her, her put, yeah, like, and something her breast into your face, shove her breast into your face with your nipples with her nipples by your lips and this is where i get the iconic line of the week i just love it it's i don't know just the way she does it it's so funny i okay maybe i'm dumb for making that an iconic line of the week i think it's fucking hilarious and maybe it's the visual that makes the difference maybe it won't translate as well over audio media i just think it's so funny when monique just i guess part of it does revolve around her face i don't know whatever fuck it it could be the uh it could be the gif of our social media i had a better one well no because i try not to do ones with text so Mm. the audience is stunned into silence uh and Safari says in a talking head, you know, I might make this. Should I make this an iconic line of the week, too? What did she say? Yes, I said it. Nipple on the lip. That's pretty funny. I don't know. That one's, that one's pretty funny, too. I don't know. Shatar goes, I'm not here to say that we're all perfect. And Safari cuts her right off again. And she goes, but did it or did it not? Did, but did you or did it not happen? And Shatar basically keeps trying to move on and get her point across, but Safari won't let her. And Courtney's like, Safari, like Crystal, oh no, there was, no, not Courtney. Crystal goes, Safari kept interrupting her opponent, and that's a rule in debate. And in, I remember correctly, it was during these cross examining things that you could interrupt each other to keep pressing your question. He never mentioned it. He never, but the thing is, if I remember correctly from, my time doing debate i was pretty sure that this was the only time you were allowed to kind of i think that means like don't interrupt each other when you're doing one of the big speeches like Mm. when you're doing the opening or the closing that's true or if you bring up like some sort of a fact it's like you can respond to that in 30 seconds yeah exactly so shatar is like are you are you the closing person are you the closing person i'm just saying like are or are you supposed to be like cross-examining and safari's like so in other words i guess you won't be answering the question so we can just assume that it's true and courtney goes safari turned into johnny cochran and shit like the bitch thought she was in the oj trial about titties and lips she was like grilling her she was grilling her in a way that was like somebody who's watched a lot of court shows and not following the format of a debate so we could assume that it's true yeah so uh i guess time is up and safari thanks the audience and like turns around to go back to her seat and like shatar is kind of standing there and she's like safari safari and safari just kind of like turns around finally and shatar like sticks her hand out to like shake it and safari gives her like a thumbs up and just sits down (laughs) She ain't walking back over. No, absolutely fucking not. Power, power move right there. So then we're on to closing statements. Uh, this is another one. I have in here, Dara is low-key the CEO of saying things just not quite right. Yeah. 
because she'll say a lot of stuff that it's like you get what she's trying to say but like if you actually took the words that she was saying she makes the opposite point or like well it's like not the, whole, the point she's trying to make it's the whole end of her closing like she's saying some stuff it's like all right i, I get this she's speaking nice and I expected it a lot better good, from and then her, it honestly. ends, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" It, I expected a lot better from her, honestly. This was gibberish because yeah. I wrote this down mostly verbatim. I, I'm gonna try to wade through it. So she goes: integrity, empowerment, individual individuality. We treat ourselves like we want to treat each other. No, and we're looking for each other. To determine what it is that we want to prove that we can do this. If I will, I will give you $20 if you can explain to me what the fuck that sentence means. I won't actually give you $20. But I mean, I just, if somebody could explain it to me, I would appreciate it. So we provided, we provided several examples of this. We also noticed and keep pointing things out on the other team that says we're all here for a reason all 10 of us it's not just about being a bigger jerk it's not about it's not just about being a bigger jerk it's not about manipulation it's not about being rewarded for the things that you do wrong we need this more we know we're not going we know we're not perfect i'm too big to be here no i'm not but i'm not too little to grow we equals me that did not make a lick of sense. No, it was bad. It was, it's like worse reading it back. I don't know what point she's trying to make. It was bad. It sounds like a, like an elementary school paper. Like, well, you could have an idea of what she might be trying to say. It was just written I don't, and though, spoken Because she's not terribly. really making, she's not making the point. That the other team should go home. She's saying that we all need to work on stuff. Like they're not bigger than the competition or anything. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I can't. I don't. She. It's <sighs> gibberish. We equals me. Who knows? So the audience is all looking around super confused. But Dara, Dara is very proud of herself. And she's like in her talking head like, yeah, I killed this shit. And it's like, you didn't. So then Courtney goes, Dara, my friend, made a very, very nice speech. Unfortunate, though, that it hasn't addressed the topic at hand at all. <laughs> Which is true. She made such a good point. And I love the way she said it. She was like, it was a great speech, but you said nothing. Like, you did not make the point you were supposed to make. And not just her, though. Really, anyone. Which she kind of says. I think, like, a lot of them didn't quite get around to making the point and the point is that like we all need to be here but some of us are absorbing the lesson better than others if if they if that team had gone spoiler alert about who wins but like if they had gone into it i mean i came out of this thinking to myself oh despite how dara just did like this team has to win like Becky and Safari and the affirmative team and uh, Shay, I was like they all did better in my opinion, as well as the other team or better outside of Safari, outside of 
uh, Dara. And Dara. So, so yeah, two. no, I know. So, I mean, I went into, I mean, we kind of spoiled how this is going to go, but hopefully yeah. you've watched the episode already. Whatever. So, <laughs> uh, you know, all they've shown, uh, so this is Courtney still going, and she's like, all they've shown is that we're bad. Like, we've done this, we've done that, yet they've failed to give any explanation about why we should go home. And I'm like, touche. And she's like, you know, we want to learn. We want to grow. We want to expand. And we can't do that anywhere but charm school. So if we're bad, if we're as bad as they're saying that we are, like, we should stay in charm school. And basically, Courtney just won the whole fucking thing for them with that moment. She actually, yeah, her closing was phenomenal. And it goes right back to what Dr. John said about, like, the next speech could win it for you. Yeah. So now it's decision time. Uh, Monique says in the talking head that when it came to making the decision, it was totally up to Dr. John Bruski. That's not how he pronounced his own name. So uh, Larissa says in a talking head, she's like, our team damn sure better run this or we're up for expulsion. I'm not having that. It's like, or what? What what the fuck are with these ultimatums? Like she she does this through the whole episode where she's like she better not they better not and it's like that's a fucking vague empty threat. You're being ridiculous. So Dr. John says that the final two speakers did a fantastic job focusing on the issues. The affirmative focused on the question of whether or not their team needed the victory more. The negative focused on whether or not they had addressed the topic on whether they should go home. Uh, while both teams did an equal job of mastering the emotional challenge, I felt that the negative team did a better job of focusing on the intellectual task and that they successfully won the argument. So that was team B? No, that was team A, right? Yeah, obviously. Team A, yes. which was uh, Brooke, Larissa, Courtney, and who else? Brooke. I said her. She was the first one I said. Brooke, Larissa, Courtney, and... Shatar. Shatar. Forgettable because she didn't get to actually say I know. The one thing that I really would have liked to see her do, she didn't really get a chance. The one time she could legitimately shine. Yeah. Genuinely. I would have... I think, I think she would have crushed this. So they get a trophy and are obviously get immunity. But like, okay, so you think like, all right, well, this is how it's going to be. And they cut back to the judges and Monique looks like pissed. She's pissed. So Becky says in her talking head, I think that Dr. John must have been smoking Snoop Dogg quantities for him to be making the decision that he made today and says that uh wait oh so Safari is in a talking head doing like her anger management deep breathing whatever so Monique is like caught in her mic talking to the deans and being like what did they bring absolutely nothing so we get a Monique talking head and she's like when he said that the trophy goes to that team we were all sitting back in our chairs like how so Monique's like listen I'm gonna need you to break this shit down for me and he says you know, in Brooke's opening speech, she asked, you know, the question, if we're here to improve ourselves, you know, what good does it do to send us home? And, you know, that doesn't ultimately add up to a reason that they should leave. So as the debate progressed, like nobody from Team B really had an answer to why they should go home, mm-hmm. which was they exactly what how, they were supposed to do. Exactly. As they said, they were just bad, but they didn't say why. Yeah. What they should say is like, oh, you were, you're not actually absorbing anything. 
which is like what they were implying, but what they weren't verbalizing. Hey, Larissa, you still talk like a baby because you don't listen to Monique, who has told you to stop acting like a child. That's why you should go home. Boom. Or like Shatar used to. I mean, like when they didn't really drive home enough that Shatar stole fucking clothes. Like that's not. Yeah. That's not behavior that's worth rewarding in any way shape or form so monique says in her talking head like oh once he broke it down you know it made sense but then like i needed to let the winning team know that they didn't deserve to win so (laughs) it's like okay so i guess did it make sense to you so um monique's like straight up says like you know i understand that you explained to us that the affirmative team you know did better and you know that they should win or no that the affirmative team should have lost whatever but i still believe that the affirmative team did better and larissa is staring daggers at monique like literally murdering her with her eyes and she's in talking and she's like i just think she's a hater and she's like i'm not standing for this shit and all these other bitches in the house can keep their mouths closed but you know what about me like i speak my mind it's like you stupid so larissa's like i think it's funny that i when i don't have an attitude it's not good enough but then when i'm up there and i didn't like curse anybody out like you know that's not good enough and then she starts like cry yelling which i was a little surprised that she resorted to that so quickly nah you could tell it's but once shay did that shit to her she had shit building up inside she was rattled yeah this is why they need therapy. she knows she failed she knows it's true and that is what really really yeah i guess that's true that she's mad that like basically i guess she was proud of herself for the team winning despite her not doing a good job yes and having monique undercut that by straight up saying to her no you don't deserve to win like don't let the actual win fool you 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 a child yeah so she's like that pisses me off i'm just gonna say it and monique's like it should piss you off like good exactly and larissa is just yelling and monique like is like stop it stop it and like literally gets up and is like excuse me excuse me dr john and like makes him move out of the way so she can (laughs) get up and is like it should piss you off enough that you'll be like but it should put you piss you off in a way that makes you go hmm maybe i should like fucking reevaluate my life choices and instead you just like retreat into being a baby so you know what if whatever it takes for you to get angry and you know make actual change then so be it and larissa's like this is a debate and it's like which is like anger is not really good for a debate that's how people end up losing mm-hmm so Monique's like, good, get angry, get angry. Because maybe like tomorrow, like you'll straighten out your attitude. And Monique says like what we're all as adults now watching this thinking, which is like you just want to shake her and be like, why, why isn't this clicking for you? You know, like we want the best. Monique's like, I want the best for you. And like, I want you to be the best you you can be. And Larissa is still crying and she's like, I think that you just don't like me. And like she does this a lot where she's like, and that's how I feel like that. That to me is like a little bit of a sign that she's used to not being listened to or taken seriously, that she keeps having to assert like, this is how I feel in the argument that she has later. She does. I think she does that, too, where she and she keeps saying it in the talking heads like, I'm just going to say how I feel. This is how I feel like she needs she is out 
loud validating her own points being mm-hmm. important which i mean they are and they're not like i don't so so then of course she has to do the childish thing of like oh you say to me like i have an attitude on my face well, like you have an attitude on your face when you're talking to me and monique's like she like goes this full sarcastic and she's like oh i don't like larissa and she's like larissa i've told you this before you're not special enough for me to not like you. Yes. Which I think is probably like the worst thing you could say to somebody like Larissa yeah, who already doesn't out, feel valued and heard. So she says, you know, I'm having this, like, if anything, I'm having this conversation with you because like I, I identify with you. Like it's not long ago that I was behaving exactly the same way until somebody just kept fucking checking me and being like grow up and and this is so true that she does walk around like kind of with like a little bit of like a victim mentality like i have to be this way because life's been so hard on me which i wish you had fucking seen the like we were all rooting for you like the full scene of we were all rooting for you oh my god because that's right it's it's very much the same kind of thing where tiffany was kind of just like not taking it seriously and tyra was getting really pissed and then tiffany was like fine whatever like i don't care then send me home and tyra's like well what the fuck like people really want this opportunity and you're not taking it seriously exactly she's like my life has been really hard tyra's like Everybody, like everybody's life is fucking hard like all of these people have had really hard lives which is true like several of them have gone through a lot of shit too like you're not the only one who's really been through stuff so it was just it was interesting it reminded me a lot of the same kind of vibe i know i've definitely seen the like short clip though yeah the part i mean obviously we everybody knows we were all rooting for you how yes. dare you so Tyra Banks. <sighs> chill so, you know, Monique is like, and Monique, I, we didn't really stress this enough, but Monique is like yelling at her, like, like in her face, like straight up yelling at her. It's like precious all over again. Stop bringing precious up. I didn't. You brought it up the first time. The other you episode. brought it up last time. Oh, that is true. I said, yeah, that. you brought well, it up last throw, time. like a toaster at her yes. or something. So then she's like, Monique's like, you know, get this chip off your shoulder because life's going to whip your ass if you keep it up. You know, and just say what you're going to say and, like, stand in who you are. And Monique, at this point, storms off the set. And Larissa's, like, still, like, sucking her teeth and rolling her eyes, proving that she didn't hear a single word that Monique just said. And Mm -hmm. is still just doubling down and, like, she hates me. That's why she's doing this. She's anger blocking everything. So then, unsurprisingly, Crystal has to make this about her and goes, I'm not surprised that my team lost. First of all, like, I always end up on the losing team. And also, they were all over the place, which is exactly what I expected. I should have been there. I don't know how much better you would have been, to be honest. I don't know how much better she would have been. No, that's true. So Brooke is complaining about... So they're all leaving. They all pack up their shit and they head outside. And Brooke's like complaining about what Monique said. And she's like, oh, you won, but you fucking suck, bitch. And Larissa's like... Oh, and uh, Brooke says about Larissa, like, you know what? Larissa stood up for herself. And for once, I was actually on her side. So Larissa's it has her talking head where she's like, oh, I'm definitely proud of what I said. Because I'm not like... I'm not like other girls. I'm not like most I knew, I knew when I was taking these notes that I was like, I'm setting him up to fucking start singing that stupid song. So she, so she's like, uh, 
they're scared of what you're going to say to them. And me, I'm not. And you just seen that. And she's doing the whole, like, I don't like to do the neck roll when I'm doing impressions of black women. But in this case, like, she's actually kind of doing it. Like, she's she is doing a lot of, like, sassy moves. <laughs> Whatever. It's, it's fucking annoying. I hate having to do it. And I'm mad that I have to do it. But this was 2006, well, 2007. This, and this is how say, people behave. It's, it's not a visual podcast. So no, but like but people know what you mean. It's funny because I've been thinking a lot lately about the persona that I've kind of adopted in my life. It's weird because I, I've i been having a lot of not to go off on too much of a tangent about this. But like apparently when my brother was making confirmation, a bunch of us had to write letters to him, giving him advice or whatever. And because I was 18 years old and had no advice to give, I, I don't know. I wrote a letter talking about how, like completely ignoring the assignment and just writing about how awesome of a person I think that he is. And I included in the letter something like, oh, you know, I'm such a mess. And I'm like, God, I'm still fucking doing that. Like it's been almost... It's been almost 15 years and I'm still on that like, oh, I'm such a mess. Like, you know, like and I'm having these moments where I'm starting to realize like, you know, growing up in a white town and being told like any sort of because I if I have to think about like what I was bullied for, it was for being really outspoken and being really loudly opinionated in a way that it made me kind of wonder, like, did I just internalize the idea that I was going to be a sassy angry black girl because that's how the world was going to see me anyway and then I just kind of got so caught up in that that I never developed the ability to not find being dramatic entertaining and interesting I don't I'm probably should you need your own charm out. school right now I I need a where's Monique a th- Monique where are you no where's uh where's Tokyo Tony to be like you need a therapist oh, we you need watch th- that in so I had long. to cancel the Zeus I had to cancel it because I was like, we're not gonna fucking. Watch we're not. This shit it anymore. wasn't. I canceled good. it. It honestly, truly wasn't good. The first episode was great, and then it was all downhill from there. But and it's all downhill. You don't need to sing here. every time. Okay, please, I'm begging you. Just because it's something reminds you of a song, you don't need to you. sing. Please stop singing all these songs. You make me not want to do this podcast anymore sometimes. I swear Why? to God. Why? So after the debate, they head to <laughs> the off-campus pub, which closed in 08 um, with a 1.5 star rating on Yelp. Oof, really? Yeah. Wow. Basically, it's described as you would describe a shitty college bar. Just like sketchy men and well, trying to Based on, on this fucking girls. clip. Yeah. Or segment. So um, they go there for, as Becky puts it, a little drinking, a little smoking, a little straight West Coasting. All right. So they are fucking raging. Like, <laughs> they're chugging their drinks. They're taking shots. Crystal's blouse is open. Shay is doing the walk it out dance on a chair. Again, something that if you were born after, like, 1994, you have no idea what I'm talking about, probably. Brooke is the first one we see all up on a guy and like the ladies are all cheering it on. Safari goes, you think some of these girls just broke out of prison and haven't seen a man in 13, haven't seen men in like 13 years. And like Courtney, I just wrote this down. I forgot the, the 
the inflection how she says it but all i have in here is they gotta be horny (laughs) that's all i have in my notes so i don't remember becky is like more or less attacking a guy's face and he does not seem to be into it and shay is like sort of on some guy's lap but he's sitting in like one of the bar stool type of chairs so he's like she's like half sitting on his lap and he's like half humping her because they're they're grinding because like they're sort of standing up it's very awkward Uh shay is i think the most drunk out of everybody it looked like well she starts laughing a lot during all this shit after this yeah so Leilene looks super fucking lost and she is apparently still internalizing larissa and monique's back and forth from earlier you know, she's like, oh, you know, it, it made her look really bad. And she just thinks she's so cool because she's talked back to Monique. And, you know, we're trying to be role models. And Larissa doesn't even realize that she took a whole step back. So we get a, a quick clip of Larissa, Laylene, and Shatar. Like some girl comes up to them at the bar. And like, I guess her boyfriend or her friend, like she takes a picture with those three ladies takes a picture of her with those three ladies and Shatar is like you know chatting it up with her and Larissa and Laylene are kind of off on the side and Laylene's like mind you they took the picture on like a razor and Shatar's like oh I look cute and I'm thinking to myself that's like three pixels like you can't even see uh-huh. what you you can't even see it's sitting on a MySpace somewhere like lost in the ether so Laylene is like listen I think it's really messed up like how you were talking to Monique today and you can tell that it caught Larissa off guard, but Larissa's like, she's pretty much just like, I don't like the way you uh, went back at Monique. Well, fuck you. You're a bad mom. It's like, whoa, yeah. this escalated so, quickly. La- well, no, it doesn't really escalate that quickly because at first, like, Larissa's still standing in her, like, I said what I needed to say, and that's all that matters. And Laylene makes the very good point of, like, okay, so if a million, if a billion people are in this world are talking shit about you, like, are you going to fight everyone? And Larissa is, like, super indignantly, like, no. And she's, like, and then they're, they're going back and forth. And she's, like, I know who I am. And Laylene goes, Laylene, like, struck first. And, like, and I say that in full support of what Laylene says. And she goes, and you're proud of this? And Larissa's like, yes, I am. And Laylene is like, oh, and you think your mom is going to be proud of that? I really want to dig into these parent issues because... They must talk about a lot of stuff, obviously, that doesn't make it on the air. Well, no, I don't think that this was Laylene's... I think that Laylene is so kind of oblivious to what's going on around her and obviously is very isolated from this crew that I think that she said it as a mom. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't mean it to be like a dig at Larissa's family situation. That's true. It just happened to be one. So Larissa's like, uh, so so Laylene is like, oh, so your mom would be proud of you? And Larissa's like, yeah, she will be. And so that's what sets Larissa off. And at this point, she's in a talking head like, who the fuck is she to be talking to me about anything? She's like, we're both grown like whatever it's like mm, some of us more than i mean you both are 
children but in different ways so Laleen is like trying to reason with her and be like listen I have a daughter at home and like my daughter can't watch this and think myself your daughter probably shouldn't be watching this for a variety of reasons yes and Larissa is like you know what Laleen like for all this talking you do about your kids like you really have no room to talk because you're a stripper and Shay is at this point like kind of standing next to Larissa and she's like playing with her hair and like doing that thing that you have to do that some people do when they're trying to like diffuse a fight they throw someone's hair in their face well no she's like trying to be silly and you know get her to calm down Mm. and but as soon as Larissa says that Shay is like you can see in Shay's face that she is hammered oh yeah like she's more so that... I th- more visibly than anyone else like her eyes are like half closed she's got and... the drunk giggles yeah so she's right she seems like a fun drunk i don't know so you know as soon as the stripping thing is brought up like shay is like hysterically laughing and larissa is like not just in Laylene's face but like Laylene has several inches on larissa so larissa you can see is on her tiptoes so she can be in Laylene's face like pointing mm-hmm. in her face and she's like if you were a good mother your ass would have never taken your fucking clothes off for money which is a horrible thing to say that's yeah that's so stupid and it's like really fucking untrue because yeah, also th- side note you'd be working when your kids are sleeping she makes mad money hello hopefully she made mad money i mean how could she Depen- not she's fucking smoke show well i mean so. it depends on where she works i guess but um, I forgot where she was from. You need the more popular ones. It doesn't matter, though. She's really pretty, and she obviously has the moves. And she, yes. No, that's true. I can't believe you don't find her more attractive. I mean, I think she's good looking. She just... I don't know. I don't know if it's a personality thing with it, or... Yeah, because you don't like a I, weak bitch. I, true. Eyebrows are a little... Well, it's, the, it's, it's 2007. I didn't realize you took eyebrows that seriously. Because well, if you did, I'm surprised yeah. we're together. My eyebrows look like shit all the time. And I like more all natural. Boobs? or Yeah. Like, oh. You think her boobs are fake? I thought they were... No, she's, I could have swore she said she got work done at a time. Oh, she might have. I don't. I honestly don't remember. They could be. I don't know. So, Laylee... She's obviously, like, attractive. Like, that would be stupid. Yeah, I know. I'm just surprised you're not, like, more attractive yeah. to her, I guess, is my point. No. Crazy is more my type. Well, well Heather, I was going to say Heather, crazy. Heather, sorry. Heather or, or Crystal? Neve. No, I'd still go Heather. Mm. Hoop still might be my number one, though. I know, and I just saw some video of her recently, and she looks like... In the like, tight dress by the fireplace. All right, relax. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen this video as well. No, Hoops is probably still the... Her, she's one, Heather's two. I have to watch the other shows. There's as a girl. Well, there's a girl on Rock of Love. I know you're going to be obsessed with because she's Brazilian. Well, I liked Jess, the short-haired, pink-haired. I can't one. believe I that you like colored hair. But I forget the others. I mean, and at the time, Heather was kind of, you know, one of the standouts too. But also fake boobs. I mean, a lot of them I think were fake boobs. Yeah. Now I'm intrigued to see who this Brazilian is. Brazilian woman. She's not. Uh, Brazilian. Sorry. Yes, that's who this Brazilian woman is. Okay, so Laylene at this point goes the fuck off, as you would when somebody tries to insult your parenting and your life choices. So she's like, 
first of all, you don't live with me 24 seven and blah, blah, blah. And she immediately literally is like, you don't live with me 24 seven, says something else to her and then goes, I'm going to hit you, girl. Which, like, literally, she says something, like, one sentence in between. Like, talk about zero to 60. Like, she took off. So Larissa obviously lives for that fucking bad girls club shit. And she's like, hit me then. Hit me. Hit me. And Crystal starts pulling, uh, Courtney starts pulling Laylene away. And Larissa is still following them. And, like, she's, because Courtney is walking forward with her arm out and pulling Laylene backwards. So Laylene and Larissa are still face to face and Larissa is like bumping, doing like chest bumps with her, like trying to get her to fight. And she does actually seem to land a punch in the back of her head because like she kind of gets turned around at one point because they kind of would break free and then fight and then get pulled away and break free and then fight. Yeah, they do like... I don't know if that was going into the break or whatever it was, but when she was going at her and you saw the slumber where she went over, it's like, oh, she definitely had a catcher. She definitely, right. She caught something. I'm not sure if it was her or if it was somebody else that was trying to pull her away, but it was something. And she's lucky she had the immunity this week because that's 100% sending you home. But the thing is that that what happened at the bar never got brought up. That's true. Because they were safe. I would be curious to know if the bar stuff had gotten brought up and honestly, I don't remember what it, happens during the course of the rest of the show other yeah. than the person who wins. Like, I am curious if the decision to, like, if if things get physical, if that is immediate grounds for I expulsion. It should it's be. It's possible. Yeah. It should be. No, it should be because that's really for the, the worst For the thing purpose of do. this show. Yeah. I mean, like, Bad Girls Club, I, I talk about this before, I'm sure, but like, I love that it went from being like, you fight, you go home. To, or like you like actually hurt somebody you you go home to like you have to like put somebody's life in actual danger like the last couple uh-huh. times i rem- the one time recently ish i remember somebody going home is because somebody got into a fight with heels on and it was very close to like catching a girl in the eye oof well that's fucking true yeah no i mean i'm not it's saying like, Yo, that- i only have a gun but i didn't shoot it yeah so where was i um so <laughs> Laylene is saying in a talking head, she's like, oh, she got me so pissed. But like, I want to show I want to show my strength, but not in like a rage and anger moment. So Safari, of all people, is walking out with Laylene and she's like, what happened, Laylene? And <laughs> Laylene is like, actually, she's holding it together pretty well at this point, at this point. And then it just devolves. But she's like, whatever. I'm not going to entertain her. She's just a little girl and blah, blah. So she's like recounting the argument to Safari and like going off and Safari is sitting in a talking head going oh this bitch is crazy I'm sorry if you insult somebody's parenting ability yeah like they're bound to go off on you and that's clearly like the one thing she's most concerned about like in her head and I swear I'm not saying this as somebody who feels sorry for Laylene like I'm saying this objectively like she had every right to be pissed. Yeah. No, of course. you. She had every right to be parenting. upset. And like for Safari to be gaslighting her and being like, oh, she's out of her fucking mind for being so upset. Like it's shitty. So Laylene is like, 
I know why I'm dancing. If I have to swallow my pride so I can put food on the table, like I'll fucking do it. Well, she doesn't say fucking do it, but like she's like, I'll do it. And I'm not ashamed of that. And she's like starting to cry. And she's like, but to attack my mothering skills, you don't live with me 24-7. I am not going to entertain that. I am not going to have somebody insult my mothering skills because I'm a damn good mother. That's like one of the famous scenes from this season is her screaming in this parking lot because they're outside the rest. They're, they're out outside the bar and she's like i am a damn good mother and although this would be my iconic line of the week it's i'm trying to think if i should make it the iconic line of the week one of the because With like fiery yeah, yeah 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 this because, is one of the fun i left but my it ass really off. is like i don't know i feel like it needs the context of the argument i don't know you Do need you- the screaming no you have this like you said not the whole line fine i'll just put the last at least the last okay. line all right, so here is what Safari's part is the iconic line of the week, and it is. Because I'm a damn good mother! Whoa, you mad, huh? <laughs> like, talk about the understatement of the fucking century. This like, shit's hilarious. Like, oh, somebody said that you were a garbage mom, and like, you're clearly totally rattled by it. Like,. That's weird that you're upset. Like, I don't know what the fuck. So, Laylene says in a talking head that she feels bad about losing her cool, but she's here to show everyone that she's not just a stripper and that I'm not just my job. So then Laylene is getting back on the bus. And all the ladies get back on the bus and Larissa and talking is like, this shit is not over with Laylene. This bitch got me fucked up if she thinks it's over. And Larissa is then still antagonizing her on the bus, saying she knew, like, we, like, Laylee knew from day one that she was, like, weak. So back at the house, we get everybody getting ready for eliminations very quickly. And Monique says that they have one hour to prepare. Becky is talking to Safari, saying that Crystal should go home because every time she's been down on the carpet... You know, the judges tell her the same thing and nothing ever changes. And then Crystal, like, says again in her talking head, like, I could have gotten up there with my team, but we would have just been unprepared and we would have lost again. And then it would have then been, like, my fault for being selfish. It's not always about you, babe. I promise. Mm -hmm. Like, so Larissa is still talking shit about Laylene and saying that they, you know, they proved that they don't need her by like not having her on the team and doing so well in spite of that which it's like well not in Monique's eyes you did so I don't really know how you think that's working so Laylene is like just kind of in earshot of Larissa's conversation and she's like reading a book and she's concerned about being eliminated because she hasn't proved that she's anything more than a weak stripper a weak person who's also a stripper, not a weak stripper. Because yeah. she seems like a pretty strong pretty stripper. Pretty strong stripper. Yeah. yeah, like her stripping abilities are very strong. So it they have that as like the commercial break. So they come back and they're already all lined up in the grand hall. So Monique reminds them that the lesson was about debate and that, you know, one team is free from being expelled. And interestingly, Larissa, uh, she turns to Larissa and goes, Larissa, your team won. Congratulations. Like, to make a point. It was basically like a fuck you point of being like, because there was no team captain. Like, mm-hmm. it was just, you know, she just happened to be like, Larissa, your team won. 
deal with it. Right. So Monique goes on and is like, oh, this school is was designed for us to help you improve yourself. And one of you girls is showing me all the wrong things. You guessed it, Larissa. It's you. <laughs> so Larissa has a talking head and she's like, oh, I'm I'm proud that I told Monique off because she thinks she can just tear people down and say what she wants. It's like, well, in this context, she's like more than that's the to. point. Yeah. Like, you know, the whole reason the show exists they don't call them judges for no reason yes and she's like but guess what i can too and then of course larissa goes back at her again but this one came from at least a little bit more of a softer place i don't know so she's like i feel like this whole thing is just your way to beat me down and i feel like you're a judge and you're beating me down the whole way and like which is like again what do you think a judge is? I mean, a judge isn't supposed to beat you down, but a judge is supposed to judge you. Like, and sometimes judgments aren't always nice. So she's like, you know, it's it's not going to work because it ain't worked in the world. And it's like, OK, so I guess we're going to get back to this. Like, mm-hmm. for real, this is going to be more of a plot point. And she's like, and that's the reason why I came here. And like, you know, it's my, because of my attitude. And, you know, when it happens, like and basically what she's saying is she like gets a lot of shit from the outside world. And she hoped that this would be a more like nurturing, supportive environment. And she feels like she's getting picked on here, too. It's like, have you considered that you're acting like a nightmare and that might have something to do with it? No? Okay. So Monique says to Larissa, you know, sometimes <laughs> I I kind of am tempted to make this the iconic line of the week, too. Because Monique's like, you know, it's it's a shame that, like, you know, things like this happen. And she goes, Because when life get a hold of you, it uses no Vaseline. It simply bends you over. And it's very painful. Ew. What? <laughs> I would say as uh, Ice Cube famously no said, Vaseline. no Vaseline. Yeah. And also, everyone, don't use Vaseline as lube. Just go by the real stuff. The more you know. And knowing is half the battle. Um, so the next. focus turns to Becky and her team, obviously, who lost. And Monique calls down Safari, who's like, Crystal should go down all by herself. Just Crystal. Crystal, Crystal, Crystal. Crystal, who reminds us that this is her third time on the carpet. I could have sworn that this was her fourth. Third in a row. I mean, there were only four, so how else would they? Yeah, I don't think she was there the first week. Then who was there the first week? So it was Thela, obviously, because she went home. Uh, Was it Heather? I don't remember. It doesn't really matter. Uh, and anyway, like, so it was Safari, Crystal, and the third person to be called down is Laylene. Yes. So this is where we do, you know, the the judges' feedback. So Laylene, uh, so talking about Laylene, Keith is like, I think that you're more comfortable allowing everybody else to win, and you're not really like abil- You don't really have the ability to be confident in like you winning. And Mickey, on the other hand, is like, I was not surprised at all to see you on the bench. And like, it's such a shame because you had such a great day with the fashion challenge the day before. And like, I thought you would have picked up some confidence in that. And Laylene uh, is like, what? I found them. Okay. Who? Laylene, Dara, and Thela. 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 
oh huh i was wrong so safari uh Lailid is like well sometimes i buckle and i get nervous when i'm put on the spot and safari has the fucking audacity to call Lailene kind of psycho and says that she seems like the kind of person who basically would like stand above your bed and like stab you 30 to 60 times and then afterwards be like what did i do what happened and at first like the initial assessment of being like the kind of person who would stand over you and stab you i was like all right that's a little dramatic but then when she's like basically that she would be like the sinner like season one of the sinner i was like all right i could buy that a little bit more uh, up next, they're going to talk about Crystal. Keith is like, you know, I could see that it was hard for you when when the discussion came down of being benched. And, you know, Mickey's like, you know, when I saw you sitting on the bench, I was like, what happened? And, you know, I just want to know why you like didn't feel like you should be selling yourself to your team. And Crystal's like, I didn't want them to focus on me. Like, even before the debate, Safari was like, are you okay? And I just said, you know, do your job. And Safari looks at her like, bitch, are you fucking kidding me? And she literally goes, no, you didn't. And Crystal's like, I know what I said. And Safari's like, yeah, you said, fuck you, leave me alone. (laughs) And then she goes, they got it on tape, like motioning to the camera. And is like, they got it on tape. And... Crystal's like, I swear on my mama, who's alive and who I love very much, that I said do your job. And play the tapes. We don't get any evidence of that. That's not to say that it didn't happen. It's just we're kind of at the mercy of It's the shady editing of Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying that she didn't say it, but we do also have evidence of her being like, Go fuck yourself, don't touch me. Yes. (laughs) So, you know, whatever. Then we're on Safari. Uh, Keith's like, I noticed that you certainly cut into that part of you that kind of puts up a wall. I think you did much better than you thought you were going to do. And that's the way you build self-confidence. I don't know where this version of Keith is coming from that like is actually giving good advice and yeah. not being a complete garbage monster. See, you're starting to look. I'm him. not. I just, I agree with a couple of the things that he's saying. So Mickey says also like that she thinks Safari did so much better than she had expected her to do. But there was one glaring mistake, which is that you weren't supposed to interrupt your opponent and that you kept doing that, which, again, I disagree with. But somebody who has done debate more extensively and more recently than I have, you know, feel free to check me on that. So Monique gets out from back behind the table and you know, does her last little advice giving. And she's like, you know, Laylene, it's easy to fall back. It's a challenge. It's a, what is it? Oh, no. She actually, I like what she said here. She goes, it's easy to fall back. It's a challenge to step up. And she goes, don't let anybody convince you that, like, you should keep standing down. You know, that's when people start stepping on you. And, you know, she ultimately decides to send Laylene back into the group, back to the steps. So Monique asks Crystal who she thinks she should have been benched. And she's like, Safari. And then Safari looks, uh, apparently like looks pissed. And Monique's like, okay, Safari, what's on your mind? Like, you're obviously very upset by what Crystal just said. And Safari's like, we made the choice not to have her be on the team because we knew that she was just going to turn it 
back around to herself. And on top of that, she like stormed off because nobody wanted her on the team. And then I don't know. She, whatever. So she, Crystal mm-hmm. again is like mumbling, like, I didn't say that. Like, I didn't, whatever. And Monique is like, Monique says to the ladies, this elimination has been the toughest by far, and then doesn't like elaborate on that at, at all. all. This is just tough. I'd be like, okay, why? What, like, what about it? So Crystal says, uh, I love when they do this, that they have them being really confident in their talking heads. And, you know, she's like, oh, Safari is the main reason that the team lost. And then Safari is in a talking head going, I'm tired of Crystal's body and her big man face. So ultimately, Monique decides to send Crystal home. Crystal and Safari do hug it out. And then, of course, Crystal is doing her exit interview and she's like, I don't if I do it. I don't if I don't. And like, if I argue with you that I'm being selfish. But if I if I fall back, I'm being stepped down again, Crystal. Crystal hands Monique her pledge pin and... um. Monique's like, listen, you know, just take what you learn and like apply it to your life. And she does this weird, Crystal does this weird exit interview thing where she's like, you know, if they ask me, like, you know, we'll let you back in. Like, I need a handful of dirt. It was like, what an oddly specific reference to make. Like, well, you know, she's right there. And she's like, you know, well, but what do you do? So Monique says to us in a talking head, you know, that it's she had to send Crystal home because it had been a third time being called down to the carpet and she was really comfortable. Like she's like, I believe that Crystal was very comfortable just being Crystal. So Monique dismisses all the ladies and so we get a quick safari talking head just like. It was like, push a bitch out, push a bitch out, get that bitch out of the house. I don't know. It's kind of fun. And Monique, I guess this is going to be the thing every week where she's got something to say to them as they all walk away that she goes, and we need to debate my bar tab, you drunks. And she goes, you drank up all that dark liquor. Go sleep it off. And it was it was funny the way she said it. I'm hoping they wake them up really early in the morning for some reason, knowing they drank all that stuff. I can't believe they did. I can't believe this was all the same night. Yeah. Like, after the whole bar thing. Like, They're that's a very that long day. Mm-hmm. That was all in the span of one day. They woke them up. They debated. They they learned how to debate. They did the actual yeah, debate. They, they did wasted. a bunch of drinking. And then they had to stand there for hours, probably, during elimination. That sucks. Mm-hmm. They only that hour in between, supposedly. I would have been, like, asleep. I would have had the hardest time keeping my eyes open. Uh, and that's the whole episode. The credit clip is actually the after credit clip is actually pretty dark how do you have one? i all i get so is what the, you need to do on. so this season on and then you got to wait for the commercial you got to skip ahead and then it'll get you to the commercials and then once the commercials are over there's like a thing that pops up and it's like we'll start prompting you to go to the next episode but you just have to click out of you it press on the like playstation or whatever yeah. yeah and then it plays it but it's very it's quick but it's like really i mean because usually they're either you know extended scenes of things we've already seen or behind the scenes like i mean obviously this is behind the scenes but like the point is they're usually like funny or entertaining this one so Leilene is in a phone booth that's in like the common kind of living room area mm-hmm. 
And she's on the phone with some guy and she's like, oh, like, I know that I'm a good mother and like, but I shouldn't have gotten so angry at them, blah, blah, blah. And then they, one of them, Larissa or somebody like smacks the glass in the booth as she's talking. And then they go, Larissa, Crystal and Shay maybe are like drinking from martini glass and Shay is like, wait, I mean, not Shay, uh, Larissa is like starts drinking the thing before Crystal's even done pouring it just to give you an idea of how fucking drunk she is and Laylene is like still on the phone and Shay takes something I don't know what it is and throws it across the room so it hits the glass in the phone booth while Laylene is still in it on the phone and Laylene looks around and looks at Larissa obviously and Larissa's like what are you looking at me for bitch and I'm like, why was this necessary? Mm-hmm. I hate this. But that was it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Fucking epic after credit scene, apparently. That I yeah, missed. it was like very dramatic and like, I don't know, uncomfortable to watch. I don't like, I don't like fighting like that. It just is mean. Like the bullying makes me kind of sad. Um, Yeah. So, do you agree with Crystal? No. Okay, if you weren't attracted to Crystal, would you have... Well, no, even in this episode, she didn't do anything wrong. She was in the fucking thing. Honestly, Larissa should have went home, but they can't because she was had immunity. That's, it's amazing how often that happens on this show. That the but I also who feel like fighting home... should automatically eliminate the immunity. And be like, listen, immunity. you are the one going home. Everyone yeah, else I'm is surprised safe. that the bar stuff didn't come up at all. But it sets episode. us up for it sets. I I mean, I didn't. I skipped ahead through the preview of what the next episode is about. But I think the one where Brooke starts acting up again mm. uh, is is later on in the season, which brings us like a truly iconic line. Yes like a meme worthy line that's like there's like iconic lines of the week and there's like meme worthy which is like a step above like iconic meme of the week so that's the logic i i don't know i feel like crystal should have gone home crystal isn't absorbing any of, of this. the three it should have been safari i don't think no safari they, they gone never home. go by what is actually being done it's like you need to like Run think, around this. I think they get tired of dealing with minutes, people, and they'd all do it, but one and that one person still stays for some reason. I think it's you have a more how much they need the it, challenge. but also Crystal's like not interesting. Safari just makes better TV. Yeah, it's all it comes down to in the end. It's all bullshit. I don't know. Crystal kind of sucks. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I don't know. I know you're in love with her, but like Crystal kind of sucks. I'm not in love with her, but I am a fan. She's kind of boring. And I never, I forgot I never got back to the bottom of the, the brothel story. Sex trafficking stuff. Jeez. Oh, well. For another time. Yeah. If I feel like it. The sex trafficking escapade part two. Who'd have thunk it? We'll throw it in every episode. Yeah. So, I don't know. Do you have anything to add? Not really. It's like we said, it was a very the word Uh, uneventful yeah i would say uneventful like things happen it was pretty eventful but like it wasn't as funny or whacked out as i feel like most episodes are as it could have been yeah for something like this like 
you're having people that all they literally do is yell and argue with each other all the time on TV. Then it's like, hey, we're going to put you in a situation where this happens and nothing happens. Yeah, I think we're as we're narrowing down kind of the more boring personalities it makes it's going to make for more interesting episodes yeah and i think also they're doing stuff that's kind of boring like the fashion challenge was boring the what was the first thing they did i don't remember the the obstacle course obstacle was course. super boring um what was the one they did in between the fashion challenge and the, what did they do in the second episode my brain is completely fried. I have, I, don't, no I have no recollection. But either way, all the activities they've done are kind of boring. So, and they're just going to get more interesting as we are aware. Like, there's something coming up later that I'm looking forward to very much. Interesting. But, you know, here we are. It's the end of the episode. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. Great job. Um, That's where you go, yeah. Do we agree? No. I agree. Yes. I mean, I'm go. just like, she needed like, I mean, how many times are we going to do this? How many times is she going to get called down to the carpet? I was tired of it. Shouldn't so. have been this time in this bottom three. Mm, nah. I disagree. I don't know why I keep singing into the mic. But that's that on that. Yeah. So find us on Facebook at Rewind the Love Podcast. Yeah. Find uh, us on Instagram and Twitter at Rewind Love Pod. Can find me at Sonia Marie says on Twitter. I'm at Mr. Feeney 519. Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Tell friends who don't yes. suck. And then five stars, please. Yeah. Leave some like actual reviews. We haven't gotten like an actual review in a while. We've gotten more ratings, but not an actual review. And so don't just... forget to tweet suggestions. Eventually, this us bullshitting episode. Shoot the coming. shit episode. We still need ideas. We want to work on it very soon get it thrown together we just need some topics obviously we'll probably just try to find things that are somewhat relevant on social media and pop culture in general but if there's anything else random feel free tweet us have fun hell give us a five-star review and write it in the review okay that works too um and on that note as we both sit here with our right arms mine's left is it your left i I don't know my right and my left our, our arms like craned a, you up don't know above Dragon Ball Z. I was say, before it's like we're doing fusion but you have no idea what that is i have no fucking idea what that means anyway um have a great what a way day week night everybody we love you we value you you're amazing keep up the great work bye bye <laughs>